You know how you can tell the difference between a masked cop and a vigilante? No. Me neither. film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts, Michael Shields. We got no Mitch, no Christian, no Brian with us today, but I do have an excellent guest with us today to break down the remarkable first season of HBO's Watchmen. Watchmen is the superhero drama television series that continues the 1987 series created by Alan Moore and David Gibbons. The HBO television series was created by Damien Lindelof, who also serves as executive producer and writer. Its phenomenal ensemble cast includes Regina King, Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Andrew Howard, Louis Gossett Jr., Gene Smart, and Hong Chow, just to name a few. It's a, it's a remix of the original comic series, a sequel of sorts, and that it takes place 34 years after the original. And there's so much to discuss about this weighty, compelling and groundbreaking series and to aid in that discussion i have an ace up my sleeve in the form of comedian and watchman aficionado terry thomas jr terry who hails from alabama started his comedy career in 2010 and since then it's been on the up and up terry was a standout at uh, the 2016 comedy festival via sirius fm he could be seen on episodes of the hit TV series and Practical Jokers, and uh, he can be found on the regular at New York City's famed Comedy Cellar, and we have him here today. Terry, thank you for uh, for joining the party, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, this is uh, when I was thinking about the show, and there was no doubt in my mind I was going to do a Watchmen episode. I loved this series, um, this season so much, and I mean... The first time we met, which was through Mike Fenoya, who's also on the Osiris Podcast Network with the Amigos Podcast. Um, we just started talking about Watchmen, I think, immediately. And then right, right, off getting, right, off the, right off the bat. I don't know how it came up, but, I mean, we were both enamored with it. I mean, you uh, you love the season. Yeah, the, the season's been amazing from, yeah. from beginning to end, from the opening shot with the Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa bombing to, I, to the very end. What a start with that. Way, way to come out swinging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that, that's a very gutsy move to come out the yeah, bat. Yep. I saw where uh, Damien uh, Lindelof, the showrunner, right. he learned about that um, from uh, reading A Case for Reparations by um, Coates. 
Mm. And so he didn't even know about it. And the way he uh, he's viewed things, he's like, if I don't know about this, or and even he started looking it up a little bit, and he's not seen that much information out there. So he, you know, I mean, he was affected by it, and he wanted to, you know, get that out in the world too, yeah. which is cool and important. It is a very and very slick way of of him uh, incorporating a show. Where if you would have pitched this to anybody else, they would consider this a black show. Yeah. With 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 the tone that is taken, mm-hmm. but when you watch it, it's not a black show whatsoever. Yeah. You you have a black protagonist, yep. and you you have your, your history with the black characters, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's still it, it's still um, entwined with other characters. It's yeah. a lot bigger about the Watchmen. It's just it just yep. takes a storyline from a from a certain perspective. Yeah, yeah, and it was great too because I mean. You know, the Watchmen has kind of always been about, um, you know, it's, it, it has made commentary, uh, 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 you know, the book that this is based on, um, you know, about what type of world we live in that would cause people to put on masks and become vigilantes. And, you know, they had their issues and, you know, Vietnam was kind of the backdrop there. But I love that they turned it on their head and kind of, you know, painted a portrait of what um, white supremacy has done. To, to America moving forward and coming from that point. Yeah, that first scene, I was just like, what the hell is yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, from, yeah, from the beginning, uh, when they were just talking about Will Reeves, mm-hmm. it's just like the, yep. you know, the first, and that's a real person, if you yes. look him up, yep. the first black U.S. marshal. And, but you incorporated from a standpoint where people are like, I've never heard this part of the history. Even before Vietnam, they just show like, this is this is still part of American history. We have so many, so many scars that we don't address. Yeah. We just we just like ah, oh, just look over that. Yeah, just put a tattoo get, of American flag over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely gets swept under rugs and yeah. everything like that. Um, what did you think when you first heard about the show? When you heard that um, Damien was going to be the showrunner, did you have? Were you familiar with his other work? Or? I, I, I was not at all yep. familiar with his other work. I researched, and um, one of my one of my favorite thing about certain people, kind of like um, Zack Snyder, are people who uh, who have uh, quote unquote Easter eggs, yeah, or, or pay homage to to other other uh, yep. creators or directors, yep. or have their social commentary in the background. Yeah. So you have to very like. Visually, it's, it's stimulating because you have to watch and see. It's like, okay, this is foreshadowing. Yep. Okay, this is paying homage, yep. and which is a really cool thing. Yeah, about it. yeah. There's now, a lot now, more to yeah. grab onto. It's, right. I mean, nerds like us love this stuff. You know, <laughs> I mean, there was, I mean, there was eggs laid homages to to the ah, source no, material. No, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, you know, throughout the whole series, and yeah, right. you had to pay attention, and you got, you know. I think, and I can't speak on this because I, you know, I know the source material very well. But I think it could be enjoyed, and I think I know I know people who are enjoying it without that. But for a fan of the book and you know the movie that followed, I mean, you were given so much, so much to grab onto, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it just, um, yeah, just, just just giving you things that you you think you were ready for, mm-hmm. and then just making a left turn on that, yeah. and and just playing into the comedy. Of it all too. That's another thing nobody yeah. talks about. The watch. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Absolutely. Representation of, yep. of, of the comedian is still yes. portrayed through the show with his light comedy parts. And yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I loved um, Damien Lilloff coming into it. I I watched the leftovers and the first uh, season didn't didn't have me. I think the second and third season of that were some of the best television I've seen in a while. And so I was. Absolutely pumped. I knew what he was capable of. I felt like it was in good hands. And like we said, when episode one started and 
you know, just with that kick in the door that it did. I also love, um, right after that scene um, with the Tulsa Massacre, there's a, you know, that's the the pullover when uh, the, the officer gets pulled over and the guy in the truck. And so he opens up his glove compartment and there's a Rorschach mask in there. And that was, you know, the way, that was the moment I... I was like, "Wow, this is inviting us into Moore's world a little bit here." Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and and even even if you listen to the score, like he, yeah. like you had a a, a quote unquote like white supremacist listen to Future. Like he yeah. was, he, was li- he was listening to rap music. <laughs> Good call. But he still he still had a certain hatred for certain people, mm-hmm. which, yep. which which is, is 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 kind of funny. Yeah. And then in the, the play only, you have a black officer mm-hmm. pulling a white yes. man over. Yeah. The yes, exactly. And he was scared in the way a black man in America would be scared if he's getting pulled over, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. just like... like <laughs> it's it turned was, it on his head. It turned it on his head, yeah. which was, was a serious moment, but it was, yeah. it was also had like a light, so like a funny thing to it. Yeah. Just the, the irony of the whole situation. Irony is a perfect and, word. And yeah, and, and now the, co- the officer needs help getting a gun from an assailant. Yeah, absolutely. So that, um, that first episode, which was called It's Summer, and we're... we're, uh, we're Running out of ice. I love the title sequences, how they yeah. put it into the show. Like stylistically, this show is awesome too. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Just, just the open scene, how they like, they tie it in. Yeah. Just like okay, this is kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen on the show. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's really really cool. So in that, the um, episode one ends with the murder of um, uh, Don Johnson's character, and he uh, so kind of um, mirroring what they did in Watchmen, where. The, the whole thing is kind of set off by the murder and mystery involved in the comedian's death. This whole thing is set off with the murder of what is Don Johnson's character's name again? I got it right. Judd. That's Judd. Yes, exactly. Um, he's the chief of police. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I expected. I didn't see that coming. I when Don Johnson was involved, I'm thinking he's there for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like Game of Thrones all over. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's just like, oh, this is my guy. I'm like, man, they don't give a fuck. They're just like they took him out, and, and he's very likable. He's, he's so great. Yeah. It's, it's Don Johnson. Like you're rooting for Don Johnson. Exactly. And then, and then he just dies. And he's just yeah. He's got this weird little drug problem, which they don't seem to have a problem with. Like he's like doing it at the dinner table with kids, and like yeah. Regina. Oh man, I, we got to get into Regina. She's just, it's her show. It's, yeah. it's Sister Night's show. We haven't said Sister Night yet. That's not Angela night. Avar. Angela Avar. It's just, she's so good. The cast is so good. You know, speaking of Don Johnson, who, you know, wasn't long for the show. I mean, Jeremy Irons is there. Oh, Jeremy uh, Irons. Tim, yeah, man. <laughs> He's, he plays it so weird and yeah. perfect. Tim Blake Nelson. I, I saw Tim Gene Blake Smart. Nelson. Um, not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm in St. Mark's and just like I on the street, yeah, on the street. Yeah. Did you say something to him? I, I was so I was so stunned because I had just watched the Looking Glass episode. Yeah, and, like his so origin good. story. That was wonderful. And then this thing I know I see him, and you know how you like you like you know you're gonna say stuff and you see somebody who's just in passing. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to say I love the show, but I end up saying like, man, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, same exact thing. You, you, that's awesome. Yeah, he just gave me a fist pump, yep. and I was just like, "He know what I meant." I, he's he's always been such a fun character actor. I really love Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And he's just such yeah. a weirdo in that. He's he's so great, and and, and him being involved, and it's so cool how he, um, you know, it's it's. I don't think it's masked at all, or it's like it's it's no secret that obviously he's kind of like he's kind of like our Warshak in this, and like obviously the mask he wears and. Well, it's not a Rorschach mask. It's a, you know, it's a mask. And he's kind of, he seems like he is um, one of the most noble of them all. You know, and I think that marries it a little bit. But yeah, his still or- has morals and everything. Yeah. But, you know, that's rude to his original character just being um, 
a mid, no, a country boy. Yeah. Grew up in the church and everything. Definitely. Right? He, was a, he had a religious background. He was yeah. on a mission. So that episode, that was amazing. That's episode five, A Little Fear of Lightning. I loved um, uh, spending the whole episode, getting to know him, getting to know what ticks him. And now to jump ahead, we'll touch on those other episodes, but we're there now. Uh, <laughs> it just, it was so cool seeing his whole world. Like, we got to realize that he, uh, that, that tragedy shaped his whole life. I mean, that mask is to prevent anything to happen to him. Reflect the teen. Yeah, 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 totally. And um, and just the way his home was set up, it was all you know, all around that tragedy, his whole life. And then, and and you know, he assumed that it was a real thing, and just preparing for that, and seeing his whole world upended when the truth came his way was wild. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like and that's the thing from society too. Like, yeah. you know, what, what haven't they really told us? Yeah, if they were aliens or or. They were actually behind some of the most like travesties and yeah, our, in our like a nine eleven truth was like blown up in our face. Exactly, and right there is just like boom, like yeah. we was behind the whole exactly. time. Exactly, everything you've you've believed, every yep. every dollar you donated, yeah. meant nothing yep. because they was behind behind it. exactly. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder sometimes if when those truths are are learned. I mean, do you completely change at that moment? What do you? I mean, what what type of I don't know. It's how do you react to that? Because he went back and got the box. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking of. Like, once your world is already there, I'm sure you're rationalizing another way to, like, make make everything you did beforehand fit into this new knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, because I guess it's just hard to completely just let go of the idea. Yep. Yeah. Of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. That shook up his whole world in just a crazy way. I'm trying to think... Uh, um, anything more about episode one? I mean, it, just the whole world's being set up there. And Robert Redford's president. Uh, I mean, it's raining squid right off the bat. I mean, it's it's the idea of red forations is, is introduced. Um, you know, the I think they do touch on the um, the white knight, which is a big moment in that world, which sets things off. So, I mean, some serious world building going on in and, episode and it one. Played, it played a part in almost every episode where you. You, you saw a white horse when you when you saw yeah. like you know um, Vod, he would be on a white horse mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or in Judd's house he had the pictures of the of the horsemen circling the wagon and yeah it's like everybody, oh yeah everybody yeah. was on a white horse yeah and then you had pale horse that performed that night it was just damn it, yep yeah it, it it was always always been a pattern with them putting a horse in there yeah at the end and I don't know like. Uh, Wait, is, is a black horse signifies death? I don't, I don't know what, what a, is white a white horse. horse? Yeah. What is a white horse? Does it mean savior? Does it, it mean it could. for help? It but seems yeah, right. Yeah. It seems right, definitely. Um, and at the end of that episode one, I mean, we we become upon um, who we learn is Adrian. Did what, You were really good at predictions. Every time I was running <laughs> in with you, you were dropping bombs on me. And like, I went home because um, you knew that uh, Dr. Manhattan was in Cal. Like, you told me that. Oh yeah, it was it, it was really weird. That, yeah, you knew that, and I was just I went home. I was rewatching episodes after I saw you that night, and like, how does he know, man? And like, but I mean, so the first episode ends with with that mystery. We 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 meet. It's it's just so weird. The birthday cake on what turned out to be Europa, um, and you know, did you? So did you have any inkling? I think the rumor was out there that it was Ozymandias, Um, You know, when you met Jeremy Irons' character, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you I mean. That was. Yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, that that was pretty much when because the way he carried himself, the yeah. way, um, very, very prestigious. Like mm-hmm. Osman's character has always been a, a pompous 
Batman. Yeah. Like, he's yep. always the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I didn't understand. I thought those androids that he made. I thought they were robots. That's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were robots. And then as episodes start playing out, definitely. you start realizing, like, okay. And it just his whole, his whole character. Yeah. His whole, his whole, his whole being is all about, it's all about, and the whole central thing of the characters, like, they have some type of turmoil in their life or some type of thing that happened to them mm-hmm. where they, they embody a superhero. Sure. The whole thing is a play on super. Like he, the way he played each character, saying like, "Oh, I believe that I am the superhero all the time. I'm always looking for an adversary. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always in character. Yep. I always need, I need this to keep me sane. Yeah, and yep. that's the whole thing about his character. Even with the androids and everything like that. Uh, we'll, we'll get. I want to get into episode nine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but let's, yeah. let's, let's go with yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. Adrian Vice character is like from the beginning. Definitely. Is, is the pinnacle of what a, a typical superhero thinks. Absolutely. And, yeah, no, um, and, and, and that's, we shouldn't, and, of course, spoilers all day. That's what we do on the show. But, um, oh, no, that's, man, <laughs> I was going to be on the show to say spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> um, he, uh, he believes, and I, this makes me think of larger things. Um, he believes, he was willing to uh, just kind of dismiss three million, whatever million amounts of lives because of the greater good. And and just that that arrogance, that type of idea that you believe what the greater good is. I actually start thinking about, um, you know, I'm always thinking about these things, but like the U.S. government and the way some of these uh, these, these you know these people in power who think they know what the greater good is, and they're like they're they're using their power to make decisions, whether it's war or whatever, like to do things that they think is what's best. And like that arrogance, like he embodies that in a way too. He's, I mean, he didn't care about all these people. Almost he like an Illuminati type, yeah, thing, like a hidden society. Yep, and they're 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 ones turning turning the wheels behind the scenes, and because they think they know what they should do, and that comes out in Lady True too. Yeah, yeah, she was very much like her father. Yeah, she yeah, was. She was very much like she, her but, she was almost like the bricklayer's daughter. Yeah, I mean, she sampled two, three, four, six. That was, that was, I loved when she extended her hand and she's yeah. like, I'm sample, I'm sample two, three, four, six. You're my father. Um, the best Mario reveal ever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was what was so cool about this show, too. And just, I mean, for, especially for fans of the things, I mean, the reveal, um, and, uh, a lot of reveals. Episode three, it was, it was, she was killed by space junk. I watched that like three times. I love that. That was the one when Gene Smart, Amazing actress. I loved her in Fargo so much, but she was um, Agent Lori Blank, and she turned out to be Silk Spectre. And I'm like, that's amazing. The end of that, it was confirmed, you know, that uh, that it was Ozzy Marius. He was in the suit at the end. I mean, you know, we, we got to... There were just so many of those moments. I have a question for you. Okay. Is, um, is it possible that Don Johnson's character is Night Owl? Because no. they put in all... It's not, right? But they, you know what? I think they was... Owls all over his office. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was just it was, like, it, was, it made it, me think. But it was just paying homage to the owl. It was right, but because they they stole the owls' um, air character. Yeah. Aircraft. Yeah. He was flying it too. He That's was flying it. So yeah. like now it's the standard police. You know, it became the police today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, don't, I knew it wasn't, the, but I was just like, it just made me think. He had an owl mug. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Senator King gives a hint where the owl is. Okay, he does. Yes, yeah. he, he does. Um, when. He comes in. He asks Laura Blake, "Can he come in?" He sees the owl. Um, he asks, "What's his name?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Who?" He said, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about. She said, no, "The owl name is who?" 
And then he was like, hey, I want to send you to Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was wondering why. And he was saying, like, hey, you know, doing this can possibly get your owl out the cage. You're right. So he's, like, to me, saying that he was still one of the vigilantes that that would not give up that lifestyle. Yeah, after after the Keen Act was was passed. Yeah, the Keen Act was passed, and Mm -hmm. he ended up getting arrested by the FBI. So so season two, I really, like, with everybody, now I think we're going to get into the whole... um, Litigation of everything. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that would be cool. But, but they will, they'll also bring up him too. Maybe he's up for parole. Yeah, maybe like I, we, he's still know, out there. That could be could there. be involved he's in still this. Out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a Minutemen um, reunion. Reunion, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a lot more of those characters showed up than than I expected. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know what fully to expect, but I knew it was 34 years later, and right. you know, I was thinking a lot of that was behind us. But it just they integrated it. It's such a what a cool remix or yeah. sequel, whatever you want to call reimagining, whatever like it's so craftily put together. Um that episode three, I, the only thing I want to mention about episode two is the martial feats of Comanche horsemen. Um I love they use that uh German propaganda when they were dropping German propaganda for black soldiers. That's a real thing yes. that was happening, yes. which I love when um when when you know real uh, truths are on earth in fiction like this and just kind of and some people probably had to go back and research that yeah they're like nah there's no way that really totally happened. yeah absolutely yeah. did I, yeah um, and then that's also the one where they found um, Judd's KKK outfit and that kind of flipped things around a little bit but then episode 3 comes I loved it so much I mean uh, uh, Gene Smart's character was so strong such a badass right from like that that bank scene in the beginning her facing off with um, with uh Sister Knight was just so boss. Those two, two incredibly strong uh, people. It was remarkable. That one got me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agent Four was, if you don't like my story, write your own, where we meet Lady True. That was a quite an entrance. When she comes in and she's um, she's trying to buy the farmland. And she's, very, very strategic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does everything. You know she, you know she doesn't mess around at all. Um, you know, we got to know the, the idea behind the Millennium clock there and then um and then we see adrian launching bodies into space what, what what did that have you thinking um it after watching the last episode this the season finale yeah the rest the rest of it made sense about, absolutely about, about the other characters yep. it's just you know it, it was so many of them mm-hmm. they, they just let them just like slaughter them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just let them do whatever he they could just ma- he could just make some more he just make he just makes some more yeah. he just goes picks them out <laughs> yep. like like Fresh fruit throws them in a microwave and has a whole new batch. It was so. It, I mean, some of these ideas and, and just this whole interwoven plot's pretty complex, and that's what I find so amazing about the storytelling here because they did explain everything. And at the end, you know, you could see when he did, he lined up all the bodies to right save me, and like yeah. he was waiting for the. Um, Satellite to I'll come by. I kept saying, save me, D. No, nobody knew what the D was. No one knew what the D was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It turned out to be his daughter. No, it's all, it all came full circle. There was actually, um, Lindelof got a lot of heat for how Lost ended and how it like didn't, people didn't love it that much. And um, I think he kind of got a reputation. I've heard and seen people writing that he really wanted to bring this home. He wanted to make sure he explained and he, all these, because some of these ideas are batshit crazy right. and he just really wanted to make sure everything was explained well and yeah, I think he knocked it out of the park yeah yeah this this, this time I, I think he sat back and it was like this first season is gonna mark when I, I exit by season six yeah like I, I give this six seasons yeah knowing HBO 
nobody really extends over six seasons uh-huh, or uh-huh. seven seasons. He's gonna bring it home hard. Yeah, you think so? In season six. So he this is the thing though. He um he the way he says it, I've actually been listening to not to plug another Watchmen podcast, but they have an official HBO Watchmen podcast, and he's on it, which is great. And it's him and the producer of Chernobyl, which was excellent as well. Nice. Um and he does say, and I hope this isn't true, that he has told his story, his Watchmen story, that he wants to tell. And he's not against it moving forward, but the way he is thinking is that it might be best to put, put it in the hands of another producer or someone to take on another season or something like that. I hope it's not the case. I think he's just him and this writing team should go forth and give us more Watchmen. But I don't know. That's kind of what he was, he's, he's saying right now. Which is interesting. So, I mean, if they did a one and done, the way it ended, it was just like, be happy with that. Yeah, totally. I would, too. I want more because I love it. I just think it's so well done. But I'm I'm very happy right now. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, but it's still so many other unanswered questions. There's more. There's more. It has to be. Yeah. He has to. He has at least been able to give us three seasons. And it was so, yeah, right? And it was so, uh, it was critically acclaimed. Everybody, I mean, I know people who aren't even into superhero stuff. They're like, this is dope. They had thought provoking. Like, it was, it was, it's very ahead of its time. It was. Yeah. Um, so uh, episode four was where, where um, that Lady Trudeau opening thing. But that also, actually, episode five, I want to speak about, that's, um, that's the Looking Glass episode called Little Fear of Lightning. But that introduced, and this sets up the next episode, which is my favorite. Um, it sets up the idea of the nostalgia pills and explains what they are. Because in episode six, The Extraordinary Being, that's when we learn Hooded Justice backstory. And that blew my mind apart. Incredible. Yeah, the, um, from, from beginning from beginning to end of it, it's just the whole idea of the nostalgia pills yep. is, is is such a thought-provoking thing. Yep. It's just it's like, hey, it's, it started off like how any other pharmaceutical drug starts mm-hmm. off, helping people. But what happens, it turns into like an opioid situation where people just start abusing it and yeah. taking other people's thoughts and beliefs. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just saying like anything that we give man that's man-made and we can give be man abused. can be abused. Yeah. Uh, and like it, and just like just bringing in current topics in nobody like really, really. Well, I know people see it, but it's yep. just amazing like how Lindelof brought like brings that in. Yeah, saying, like even, on top it, of all the other yeah stories. Even in a world themes. where we can give you anything you want with cars and you know yeah. what's going on, we still gonna give you drugs. Yeah, <laughs> people are still trying still. to escape. Yep, and like Mike said that he's like, I give you guys peace and you still make bombs. Yeah, you still make yep. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, it, it's also just so wild the idea of, uh, of of experiencing, you know, someone else's memories. And she obviously took them all. She she wasn't messing around. But um, it was also another cool visual way to tell a story through her just bouncing around within Will's body and, and going through the whole backstory. And you know, that was one of the things I was wondering coming in. What they address? That was one of the big things Watchmen fans have always wondered: Who is Hooded Justice? Yeah. I know more about Hooded Justice. The way it was shot, by the way. Yes. Please. The, the way it was shot, the, the whole the whole freeze frame, mm-hmm. the whole like um, shooting her from different angles yep. and everything, putting her in the in the clothes of uh, you know Will's clothes and just kind of yeah the black and white, just moving back back. It felt and like forth. you were in a drug. Yeah. Like it did. It was like it was it was yeah it was and, surreal. And then see, and then seeing the seeing the side story and like mm-hmm. let's, let's bring that back up. It was uh was it, what was it, the TV show American. Um, 
Oh yeah, the American Crime Show or something. American, yeah, American yeah. Crime Show. Yeah, we started with that, but he was like, with that. it yep. was a show with inside of a show. Yeah, something they kept wa- showing that throughout the other episodes too. Yeah, it's, it's something Watchmen has always been known to mm-hmm. do is like a kind of like the, the, the readers would be reading something. It's yeah. always the same thing. Mm-hmm. So him to have a show within the show, which is like a very cool visual, just like this is how America perceives. What our American superheroes are. This yep. is this is what hood justice is to us. You know, he was a badass. He like didn't care about the FBI. Yep. They cornered him. They knew they knew he was messing around with mm-hmm. Captain Metropolis. Yep. And then boom, you find out who he really yep. is. You find out his true origin story. And, mm-hmm. and give another like hats off to Lindelof by doing the typical. I always say it's always coming. He does the typical superhero stuff. He gave us an origin story. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's like front the, to back. Front to back. And he was setting it up from day one, day from, one. From, from the opening scene. And it just it's, it just was tying things together. And I, I think everyone's jaw is collectively dropped after yeah. six. Like, wow, we got something <laughs> here. This is this is really, really incredible. Um, and then uh, to you know top things off, it leads into episode seven in almost religious awe, which... You know, it, like I said, props to you again. You knew what what tipped you off that um, uh, Cal was John or Doctor Manhattan, or that it was in him. Uh, you mentioned something that he said that I think he was talking to the kids. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. talking to his kids, but he was the way the the way he acted the mm-hmm. the whole the whole time. Yeah, kind of Yeah, like and you know if you if you've seen his his character, the mm-hmm. actor, I don't want to mispronounce his name, uh, uh, but he he. Um, Oh, Yaha Abdul uh, Mateen second, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. how you pronounce it the first time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like his his character. Like if you've seen him in Aquaman, like, yep. you know he, he he can he can give you emotion. Like oh, he's, he's got range. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. So like you know the he the, was playing it purposefully that he was, way. Yeah, he was like he was so dry like uh-huh. every time. And I was just like, why is this dude so dry? Mess around. Yeah. No like, emotion. I was yep. like, really playing down his character. Yeah, and so that they, tipped you off. Yeah, but then yeah, it was it was the whole conversation something about, about the kids. Yeah, something about like, the afterlife. No. About, yeah, about the afterlife. Yep. And it was just like you live and you die. Mm-hmm. And be like you know. And, and she's you, like, live and you die, huh? Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, yeah. And, and and then moving forward, I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna just keep an eye on. And then when he t- she took the nostalgia pills, yep. he was still calm as hell yeah. the whole time yep. for the nostalgia pills. Uh-huh. He was just like, your na- name is Angela Abar, blah 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 uh-huh. blah. blah. Uh-huh. Like, like he wasn't he wasn't tearful. Like this whole yep. time, his character never showed like f- like fear or yep. anything. E- even when they did the the show of um. um what, what, what was the night they, they killed all the officers? The White Knight. The White Knight. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, the White Knight yep. night. Like, even when he was with her, she, she pushed him down. Yeah. Like, they, they, they're here. And, like, he was calm the whole time. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that kind of gave me away. And I was yeah. like, and hey, look at this fucking guy. The yeah. It looks like he could be. He could do it. <laughs> he could do it. It all, made, it all added up. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just, it was so cool, that scene when she steps in. And she's like, you knew this was coming. And yeah. he's all confused. And she smashes <laughs> She that. smashes him. Even, even at that point, he was not like, he was not like a. Distraught. Yeah. When she came in the house, she asked him. She was like, "Did you tell him where I was?" And he mm-hmm. was like, "I told him this." And like, he gave her like a verbatim story. Yeah. Yep. But not, would not break in stride. Mm-hmm. So that was like two or three times. I was just like, "Yeah, this. Dude, yeah, this, this is dude, it. He, There's something he, up. This dude, yeah. either something's wrong with <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> he's Rain Man, or, or he's yeah." <laughs> no, it's well. I mean, well, spot out. There's one other scene in that episode that just killed me. Um, it's when um, Laurie's speaking to Jane Crawford, who is um, Keen's wife. Um, in the house, and she's just kind of going through the whole plot, and then uh, Jane just starts telling the truth, yeah. and she's like, 
wait, what? You didn't, you weren't ready for me to confess or something? And it was, it's like a real boss move. And then like the trap door comes out. It's so cool. One more time, Lindel off with another st- like stereotypical yes. comedy thing. Yeah, the trap door. Yep. Just like, yeah, where you're giving doing? away when just, the, when the bad guy's giving away too much. <laughs> yes, it was so awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Then episode eight comes around. It's a uh, it's a god walks into a bar, uh, which is so fun. It's a it's got a they you know they love. I listened to Little Hop talk about. It. They love that joke. It's even cheesy because a bar. Is her obviously a god walks into a bar, a bar, the whole thing. So yeah, cheesy, but that and, and then a bar is what they say is a dedication to a black exploitation movie yes. called it, the first black Superman, a bar. Ah, so so, so yeah, so, yeah, yeah, levels so, to it. Yeah, Linda Loft, <laughs> like he gave he tweeted that out. I was like, yep, shout to you, boom, shout <laughs> to you, because he did it twice. Even when he did uh, when she was looking at the videotapes, mm-hmm. you know. She, oh yeah, she was she, looking at yes, those yeah, films. Was that night. the film? Yes, yeah, just yep. no, just the night was. Oh yeah, she was one of the films. Right? And she was like, I was like, this dude's always paying homage to black yeah. exploitation. So, yeah, yeah, dope. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, and, like how he operates through. And he's just like, okay, that episode was so cool, dude. Right, it right. was. I mean, it just kind of getting you know to know Doctor Manhattan in a way we hadn't even in the book or in any way ever. Yeah, it was so neat. And 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 going over like the central theme of the show is just just the whole egg. Yeah. Like, egg has been a central theme. Uh-huh. Every episode, almost like a horse, has been in every episode. Yep. yep. Almost teasing us. Yeah. About like teasing us, setting it, it all up because it, it ends up. with that egg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was. I don't think. It, I don't think it ends with the egg. I think. It yeah. True. Yeah. No. That's just the beginning. It's it's like just, an egg is. Yeah. yeah. It just. Yeah. So yep. we don't know what's first. What, yeah. what came first? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I, I thought that moment. We're we're at episode nine now, which that's, we're finale time now. But um, it uh. It was so cool when he we, he did you know mentioned break a few eggs to make an omelet like he's like you'll, you'll know what that means and then you know also um you know they shine back to when he's like watch the eggs coming out of the fridge yeah and you're like damn like these pieces this is so meticulously crafted this is so cool yeah she's like like look watch me create life yeah. I'm like he creates life he holds he holds an egg um in his hand uh and she was like oh so you're telling you're telling me if I can do this. I can walk on water yeah. just like you. And he said, theoretically. Yep. I like how Lindelof lets us know. He didn't say for sure. Yeah. Because one thing about Dr. Manhattan, he knows beginning and he knows everything yep. at one time. Yep. So he was like, theoretically. So he didn't let us know like she did walk yeah. on water. Yeah. So that's why you got me nervous. He's still about setting him. up. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, she can just, what's the name? But he said, it'll take time. He was like, he's like, you'll understand it once the time is right. Yep. He's like, I don't get it. So the time is time not right, and, you, and she did. Yeah, and she got around to understanding. That, that was that was kind of a touching moment they had when um, he was uh, he was about to die. When he's like, "Where are you now?" or something. He's like, "I'm in every moment that me and you had together." Oh, yeah, man. I was like, "Man, they're even going for the heart in this." Like and, and the, the whole Doctor Manhattan linear timeline thing, like you said, yep. and, and like how they told that story mm-hmm. in one continuous way. Yep. But he was in different times. But he showed you like. It show you like how how he experiences times, but still told it in a way that a viewer could understand. It. Definitely, because it's, yeah. it's, it really if you just if, if you just watch it, you just like that can really mind fuck you. If you yeah, think about it. no, if you try to get your head around the idea of living in every single moment throughout your time, like your head was just going to explode simultaneously yeah. at each time. It's like, yeah, that just it's it's really a hard concept to get your head around, and they play it really really well. The actor plays it incredibly well. Um, yeah, man. It, it, yeah, they brought it home. I, uh, 
you know, watching Looking Glass kind of come face to face with the, you know, that moment he's like, wow, so this is where you sent the squid out for with, with Ozymandias and like him, his, his arc in this, this season come to that full culmination with him realizing this is where, this is why, and this is who. Uh, and it was wild seeing them arrest him at the end. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, he was just like, you killed millions. It, 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 you killed, you killed millions. Yeah. You killed, you killed millions of people. Mm-hmm. But he still kept his morals and like, hey, I can keep this a secret. Let's yep. move on from this. But he's like, right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah. you're going to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> exactly. He's like both of them. They're just like, after, no. after seeing all that stuff, it'll take a person a while just to wrap his head around it. But he was just like, you know what? No, I know what this dead guy yep. did wrong. He needs to be exposed. Yeah, absolutely. What we got to talk about, though, is, and we already touched on it a little bit, is this arrogance, though, that um, that Azimadius had and, and Lady Chu had. And because the idea kind of comes to to full circle and, and to a culmination with, with the idea of um, um, Angela having these powers, because one of the last things... Um, uh, Hooded Justice says to her, uh, her, her grandfather, is um, considering what he could do, he could have done more. And so, you know, now she possibly has this potential to get these powers. And so she now thinks, because she decision to take it, she thinks that she, with that power, could do better. And I don't, I, I believe she could, but like, it's, it's, I mean, she made. It, it does kind of come to that point. If you are giving the powers of a god, yeah. um, you know, do you think, you know, what are you going to do with it type thing? And all these people think they have the answer, which is interesting. But it always made me think about Dr. Manhattan's character itself, because I think everybody has an idea of what they would do. Yeah. But once you... Once you're in those shoes. Once you're in those shoes, or once you become one with time, yeah. you know you can't defeat time. Yep. And you must let time go on, and you must observe time as as, as such, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was plenty of times. Was, I mean, we can go back to Zack Snyder's The Watchmen when sure. he, when she scratched his face, uh, the woman he got pregnant. Oh yeah, cut him in the face, mm-hmm. and he shot him. And comedian was just like, you you could have turned the bullets into bubbles, but you didn't. You yeah. let it happen. Yeah, and he was like, he's right, mm-hmm. but it, it it had to happen. But this event to That's happen. That's the thing. He also knows more. Once right. you're in that position, you have more knowledge. And so, I mean, maybe that, you know, the ideas of what we think is the best thing that could be done with his powers, he would know the outcome of that. And maybe it wasn't in his viewpoint. Right. You know, who are we to say exactly what's going to happen? Or, or what scenarios that he played out. And, yeah. and like he said, he's such, such a smart person. He like thought of every scenario and just like, this This is the only scenario that, that seems to work out for mankind. Yeah. And it's just like I've seen it from the beginning, and I've seen how it plays. Yep. Only a few years I've seen is the dark years. Yeah. But um, I, I, it gets fuzzy. But after that, he was just like, I, I know it ends in tragedy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. And it's just like you know, if, if you have you have those powers, you have that mm-hmm. ability to shape the world and, and help it. I mean, he did it in a way, but people are never happy. Yeah, I mean, he made lithium. Yeah. He made, made stop Vietnam. He stopped Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. made made uh, stop yeah. a whole Cold War. Mm-hmm. Yep. like he ended a lot of stuff. Yep. He made inventions, but it still didn't help society. Yeah, and just goes back to what Vice says. He's like, he's like, uh, he was just like, when they would they ever stop uh, making bombs? Yep. And then Doc Manhattan always said, nothing ever ends. Yeah, everything always keeps going. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It was funny hearing Ozzy Mati is just on 
that note talking about Lady Chu, and he's like, um, you know, because she believed, you know, she talked about, it, she says, you know, we could, you know, he could, he could, you know, clean the air. He can, he can, you know, make a end war and hunger. Um, but he's just, he's like, you know, he doesn't trust that that's the case. He says, anyone who seeks the power of a god must be prevented at all costs from attaining it. Um, and just, you know, uh, he, he just says, you know, he calls her like a crazy narcissist, and he's like, takes one to know one type thing. But yeah, he doesn't trust that and that is that that idea that um you know ultimate power can can corrupt and you know who knows exactly no anyone it's it's who do you, who could you possibly trust with that type of power no no yeah with, with, yeah, with, that, with that type of power you uh what's, what's that old saying it's just like you uh either die a hero or let yourself alone become a villain type oh yeah, yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yep yeah it's, it's, yeah yep. it, it doesn't it doesn't matter like how how you serve your power and like how well you do for society, mm-hmm. there'll still be people that won't be ha- happy about how you rule or yeah. people will still be on the outside. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I, that's how Ozymandias has looked at it. Definitely. Just like, hey, yo, you know, what's, what's three million people? Exactly. For the benefit, for, for the benefit of, of everyone moving forward. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. It's just, that worries me, though. I think about, like, fucking assholes like Dick Cheney or something who have, have made these decisions to go to war and... and or like I don't know, people like them. That and most of it, I'm sure, is greed and money uh, uh, pushing. But I think some of them, um, their ideas that like these people don't know. I know what's best for everybody, and like you know, this is this will benefit them and their country more in the meantime. You know, they they don't get it. They don't have all the information. You know. And God help us that we never had a doctor in Manhattan. Yeah, no, <laughs> please, please, that can't come to fruition. It's just, it's wild. It's it's just the whole thing was it was it was it just visuals it looked stunning the, the the writing was co-crafting the the acting all around i want i want regina king and and gene smart to give them all the emmys give yeah. them all the emmys yeah I, it was great uh jeremy irons dr vice like can, i mean not uh, dr vice but uh, vice character uh-huh ozzy ozzy mandy is can we talk about how he the first scene where he burnt up Doctor Manhattan, where he create he recreated with the clones. Yes, on how Doctor Manhattan was mm-hmm. created. Yeah, so which which gave you kind of a foreshadowing of overall what season nine, episode nine yeah. was, where the whole thing was just a huge play. Yep. The whole thing, like, oh yes, like with the with the, the game warden, he created the he game. Created the game warden. He yes. told, told him the weather man. Yep. He told him it was like, don't let me leave. Yeah, no matter what I said, because these people served him no matter what. That's how he had mm-hmm. all those dead bodies. Yep. They knew they was gonna get killed, mm-hmm. but Doctor Manhattan told him he was like, these people were, they just want to serve. Yeah, you. yeah, and he and wanted that world at he, that time. He wanted that world, yeah. and he said that drove him crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole life being a superhero. Just going back earlier, was saying is like being a superhero is just like you get caught up in that life of I need an adversary. Yeah. I, I I need somebody Definitely. to challenge me. Yep. I need I need I need some type of scenario. So for him to create. The game warden, the game warden saying he can't kill. Mm-hmm. He wrote the letter and said mm-hmm. to my adversary, the game warden, and then even create a mock trial. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> I, like look, 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 it's gonna be fun to watch back, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fun to watch back. The, the mock trial because the, the the prosecutor winks at him. Yep, it's just like. <laughs> 
is like we already know all this is predicted, and it's just like he's guilty. Yeah, like he farts or yeah. whatever because they they knew the answer it's, or whatever. It's a farce. Yeah, yeah. And then they gave him this this fake this fake punishment, mm-hmm. and they said though he predict the whole thing because Lady True told him when the satellites would be there, yep. and he was just like okay. He's like, all right, so I want you to bring me a horseshoe around this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every year, it's just like, he was like, not yet. Not yet. This is not That was what, right from the beginning. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. now. Not now. <laughs> he planned the whole thing. He he orchestrated a whole oh. a whole play yep. within seven to eight years. Uh-huh. And then broke fucking Adam. I call him Adam because he was the first one. Sure. It was it yeah. was like Dr. Manhattan's Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, He's like, oh, so you wanted me angry? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I yeah. need a good adversary. What's not a good adversary? Yeah. No, it was almost, it was and almost. Then, <laughs> and it was cool when he's like, he's like, um, he's like, why the mask? Because, and then he said, because masks make men true, which is which is neat. And because I just, I go back to like the idea of Watchmen. It's just why do they wear masks? What would cause somebody? Uh, you know, and it was fun in this one too because I mean. You know, police were wearing masks for different reasons, you know, to be safe. It's just the idea of what makes you want to hide yourself. It, it came, you know, in hooded justice big time, you know. You wouldn't be accepted into to that world yeah. as, a, as a superhero but for, for who he was. Him. His wife asked him, too. It was just like, how'd you feel? Like, what did you do once you put, put it on? Uh, and, like, he had such rage in him. It's just something about covering ourselves up yep. and just just letting go. You'd be no, free. You'd, you'd be you're, different. You're different. Yeah. You like you take the hood off. You're exposed. They yeah. know. They know everything about you. Mm-hmm. But you know, being a, being in hood of justice gave him, like you said, like a different outlook yep. than everybody else would look on yep. too. Yeah. You can live in this world. It's wild. Um, so yeah, what what have we missed? There's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so uh, much to dig into. I did, we got to give a hat tip to the music. Um, uh, the score by Trent um, and Atticus from Nine Inch Nails. They oh. they're huge Watchmen fans. They they've been interested in this project like even before like it was attached to many people. Like they're like they they were pumped to do this music. They're putting out three albums of music that they made during this um, during the whole series, which is which is really cool. Um, what else? I, I love some of the old scores too that they had like old fifties music. Yeah, definitely. Like, they like, even like blue and this this last one the last episode I can't I can't think they did of they um they had a Sinatra song towards the end yes. oh, oh what a, a beautiful morning which yeah. is cool yeah good call man they 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 like the the regular music that they they vetted throughout the whole series was really really yeah, cool and and let you know the time frame mm. of, of things that were going on a lot of stuff yeah. like um with Hooded Justice or with certain characters it was just like I almost put you back in the mind frame it was like this this. This, this is their thought process right yeah. now. This is their perspective. This yeah. is how they see everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, and even, I mean, they, they'll hit things on the nose. I mean, the last episode was called See How They Fly. And 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 right when the episode ended, they had a, um, uh, a rendition of I Am The Walrus, which has the words, See, uh, see How They Fly. That was, uh, yeah, that was by Spooky uh, Tooth. Um, but yeah, so yeah they, they'll hit it on the nose. So the music was awesome. I thought, uh, the, obviously, I said the acting, the, uh, you know, these the, the storylines, how they spelled everything out. It was socially conscious, um, visually stunning. It had it all. I, 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 I can't find a weak point into it. No. I, I have, like, a, a ton of predictions for next season. Yeah, drop but, one on us. What are you thinking? Um, forward, if there's another season, what are, what are you thinking? Uh, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. That uh, that we kind of forgot about, but we still want answers too. Yep. My, n- number one, I think that the fans want to know, Lube, man. We got to find out uh, 
is is that is that the FBI agent that's with, with her? Yeah. What happened to the FBI mm-hmm. agent that was with her? Oh, wow. We we haven't seen or heard anything from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know if he brought backup. Don't know if he was down yep. with it. Uh, um, now now that Joe King and his father are both gone yeah. as a candidate. Uh, does do we go more on the political side? What happens to that? Mm-hmm. I want to see the the whole FBI agent see see if they bring all of all the Minutemen or everybody to justice yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's really really uh, uh, compelling. What you know? What is the fallout from the Keen Act and and now this all moving forward? Yeah, yeah. And I I, I think I think Regina King mm-hmm. is 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 the new era of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Like, that would be so cool. But they they're gonna tease it the whole season. Like right say they they stepped before she stepped on the water. Yeah. It was just like ah, it was like is it? We, is yeah, it? is it? Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. It, that, that's that's some Lynn Love lost type shit. Yeah, right that's just like that's cool ambiguous. <laughs> that's yeah, that's ambiguous as as fuck. It's just like, yeah. I could, but he he said in the beginning, um, he's like he left hints with the eggs in every episode yeah. with the family dropping the mm-hmm. eggs, and then even with if you look at the logo. Even you look at it, the first frame of the logo, everybody says it's like, oh, the blue light. Yeah. You look at the blue light. That's Angela looking at Dr. Manhattan. Oh. But this is my theory. Yeah. The blue light uh-huh. is shining out of her, letting her know that she will become Dr. Wow. Manhattan. So that, now you like, can see it a whole different way. You're you right. See, yeah, you see it a whole different way. Yep. Some people say, it's like, why is the blue light shining on her? It's mm-hmm. like, she knew who Dr. Manhattan was the whole time. Yep. But the whole time, Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan, Knew that he's going to be a part of her. Be, be a part of her. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't seem to... I mean, I mean, he wanted to be with her at the end. Yeah. But he didn't seem to... Not that he shows much emotion, but like, you know, passing on. He was kind of cool with going along. And yeah. maybe that is because he knew he would be in her, be with her, and in, in, in what she would become, too. Yeah. And that's why he kept making the eggs. That's yep. why they kept bringing whole, the whole egg eggs. things up. Uh-huh. And now we're going to see if this egg becomes a chicken. So, Man, they need to do more. Yeah. You need, I mean, like, I am satisfied. Yeah. But, like, just you, you mentioning all those things. Yeah. What's, it, what, what's, what's the title? What, of what? The, the last episode? See How They Fly. See How They Fly. Yeah. So, like, with the egg and the chicken. Yeah. See How They Fly. Yeah. And then she takes uh-huh. a whole step. So that's why he was saying, it's just like, you really need to, like, when he was on the pool, she yeah. was like, you need to get your ass off the pool right yep. now. He was just like, you need to watch and see how I do this. That's yeah. why. It's like, they, they call back to yeah. her, like, them being in the water three times. Yep. They was in the bar, mm-hmm. which was funny, which was like, so, you Jesus, so you like, hold on, you walked on water? Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, so you create life, create life right now. Yep. He was like, you tell me if I eat this egg, I can walk on water too? Uh-huh. Theoretically. Yep. Theoretically. So then they come back to it again. <laughs> And he's outside on the pool. He was like, "You need to watch and see how I do this. Mm-hmm. This is important." Yep. And it's like, and I think that when she registered to it, he was just like, "It all makes sense to you." Wow. So like, everything came, ahead. everything came full circle. They, I mean, they really, they, they, like I said, these are complex, crazy ideas too, and they just brought it home in an amazing way, man. I'm so glad you wanted to come talk about this. This is man, I, such I really fun appreciate day. you. Being yeah. Here. Hey, can um, you tell the listeners out there where they can find you? Whether are you on social media or where you're uh, oh, performing? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Social. My name is Terry Thomas, but mm-hmm. you can follow me at terryt.com. That's T E E dot com. Um, also, um, if you want to, you can check me out at. Um, I'm at the Comedy Cellar, New York Comedy nice. Cellar. Yeah, I saw you there uh, the other night. It was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did a show with um, a good friend, Mike Fanoia, yep. great guy. Yep. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm there almost every week. But I'm also on, yeah, I'm also on the road. Uh, I don't know if you got any listeners. I'll be in Kansas City, Missouri uh, for New Year's Eve. So oh, anybody, nice. Yeah. Doing so a New Year's show out there? New Year's show nice. out there. Yeah. And also, yeah, if you're in Albany, I'll be at the Albany Funny Bone. December 20th through the 22nd. Nice. A so, yeah. little run there. Check, yeah. check them out. Uh, I can vouch for the hilariousness. And uh, thanks again, Terry. Really appreciate no, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everyone out there, for joining the party.
podcast is in the loop the legion of osiris podcasts osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love get in the loop at osirispod.com